ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out podcast. That was Long Island, New York's The Great Lie. The song was called Viet Cong. It's off of their new EP, Vertigo. It's available everywhere right now, digitally at least. You can pre-order a vinyl copy from Lemus Records. You can go to the link in the show notes below to figure all that out for yourself. I believe that doesn't officially drop until like September or October or something, but you can listen to the record all you want right now via Bandcamp or Spotify or I don't know, YouTube music or Apple music, whatever you use. You can just go back, rewind this and keep listening to Viet Cong over and over and over again. It's worth it. You'll enjoy it. If you haven't heard the band before, like I said, they're from Long Island, but they feature several ex-members of very many notable New York hardcore bands. Not the least of which is Neglect, Silent Majority, Mind Over Matter, and the most relevant band to this episode, Madball. John LaFada plays drums in The Great Lie, was also a member of Madball for quite a few years. Hey, and that's what's happening on this episode of the podcast. I'm talking to the other end of the rhythm section from Madball, the hardcore icon that you know as Hoya, and we'll get into all that. But first, let's go to New Jersey and get some of that hot zone. I find uh, volunteer firefighters to be a very intriguing brand of beast. I don't know what's up with these people. Why on the outside are they the most disgusting slobs, the fattest, ugliest, cigarette smoking bozos you've ever seen in your life? And then on the inside, they're obviously the nicest and kindest and sweetest people on earth. You're like, why? How do you decide that? Like, well, because who the fuck else is running into burning buildings to save you on their spare time? Okay. Yeah, they drive a shitty truck with a dumb blue light that they act like a like a like a like a power hungry warlord when they drive around. Yeah, we know they do that. But then they're also willing to save your ass. They're going to the to the to the car accident you just had, and they're gonna stand there and wave people past or something. They're gonna be there. That's the point. Your parents aren't even gonna be there. You know, if I got in a car accident, I call my mom. She'd be like, "Are you okay?" I'd say, "Yeah," and she'd say, "All right, let me know how it goes." But. But Charlie, the fucking 400 pound idiot from down the street with the Make America Great Again flag in front of his house, the fuck Joe Biden flag, he's going to come to my car accident and see if I need the jaws of life. Aunt Susie's not doing that, but fat fucking Charlie is. All right. So like, what are they like? What's a good analogy for a fucking uh, volunteer firefighter? Is it like a, I don't know, a durian? Hideous? Smells disgusting? but is really great on the inside. I don't know. I've never eaten a durian. I don't know what that tastes like. Maybe that's a bad analogy. What's a pastry that looks like shit and tastes phenomenal? It's about what's inside that counts, they tell us. But sometimes it's a little too hard to get to that uh, sweet center when the outside is so mushy, hairy, and simultaneously bald in all the wrong places. Volunteer firefighters, I'm so thankful for you. I love you. Thanks for what you do. Please look a little better while you're doing it. You don't have to do it. Don't take that from me. That's mean. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. Please save my life at any circumstance that I may need you. 
On this episode of the podcast, I've got an interview with Hoya Rock, formerly of Madball. Why formerly? Because just a couple days ago, he announced that he is no longer playing bass for Madball. Now, I got to say that this interview took place just before it, literally days before before that announcement. So I ain't changing shit. This is episode 327 featuring Hoya Rock of Madball. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff, even his current standing in Madball as of this conversation. But you know that first, I need to play you a song from a band. Which band? You guessed it, Madball. One of my favorite tracks from one of my favorite albums of theirs. It's called Look My Way. But first I gotta say, I'm aware I've been bragging lately on episodes about how much I've been able to get done with Getting It Out podcast, gettingitout.net, my family, my fitness routine, and uh, my job. But if I'm telling the truth, I got a little bit of a helper with that. There's a little secret and I'm going to share that secret with you right now. It's magic mind. Yeah, it's true. It's an all natural ingredient shot that I take with my second cup of coffee every day. And I love it. It tastes great. I've tried these other shots, but they're not good. They taste like crap and uh, they don't do anything. I've never noticed any effects. I've been taking this stuff for at least three weeks now, and I can tell you the effects are notable. How? Why? Because... I'm able to keep doing what I want to do and even the things that I don't want to do. And that's important to me because as somebody who suffers from ADHD, I don't care about stuff I don't want to do. <laughs> that's let's just be honest. And when I have a bunch of tasks in front of me of stuff that doesn't interest me, it's tough for me to follow through with that. And uh, this stuff, Magic Mind, has allowed me to not only get through the things that I want to do quicker and with uh, increased focus, I can also parlay that into working on the stuff that's not so fun, uh, but is necessary. And that's where something like Magic Mind has been highly beneficial in my life and in my routine. It also has allowed me to eliminate that third cup of coffee that I'm pretty sure all it does is make me pee. And alongside of that, not only that third cup of coffee in the morning, I don't drink the afternoon energy drink I was doing after lunch either. It's really remarkable how much it's been able to knock out. Whether some of that stuff was in my head, I don't know. But I do know that Magic Mind has changed the way I operate and it's all for the better. Of course, you have the opportunity to reap the same rewards, the same benefits, and I can help you with that. There's a link. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's magicmind slash G-I-O. And of course, I've got a coupon code for you. It's G-I-O-2-0. You can get up to 56% off with a subscription in the next 10 days with my code. This code is also valid for 20% off for both one-time purchases and subscriptions. So uh, do what you want with it, but I highly suggest getting the subscription. That's your best bet. That's the biggest savings. Try it yourself. Magicmind.com slash GIO promo code GIO two zero. Now let's get back to business. Look my way, don't hide your face in shame. To me, you roll the same. Your phony ways 
a whole lot of time on the on you early but i always like to ask somebody okay how you got into all of this business with, with the music the underground shit i'm sure you've explained it a thousand times so real briefly how does hoya find yeah yeah basically um i had um you know my older brother rest in peace he passed away a couple of years ago but um you know, he was the guy. He was the one always into extreme metal, hardcore punk. So, mm-hmm. you know, in my in my house, there was all types of music coming out of every room. You know, I was always into hip hop as a kid. And um, my brother would listen to metal and all types of stuff. But the thing I didn't like about it at the time was I liked the aesthetics of like the boots and stuff. But I never liked like long hair and makeup. I remember as a kid. Yeah. Just something about that I, I wasn't into. And I was like, man, some of this stuff I like, like aesthetically, like I love that the, the Iron Maiden designs and, you know, certain aesthetics of things. But I was like the overall look of metal with long hair and some of the more makeup. I was like, ah, I can't mess with none of that crap. But, you know, my, my brother loved all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, he's listening to, you know, stuff like, you know, um, Hellhammer. You know, from stuff like that, you know, which later Celtic frauds, you know, Venom and then Agnostic Front, Discharge. So I remember him coming home and he was real excited because there was a, a like a it was kind of like a Playboy magazine at the time. It was called New Look, but they would do little articles on music. And he was psyched because there was an article on Agnostic Front. Literally, you know, a strip of the magazine with a picture this big, you know, but he was right. like, you, I can't believe it. You know, it's a big deal. And I remember looking at the picture and it was Roger, Vinny, like in the backstage of CBs. And I remember looking at him and look, being like, damn, these guys are like degenerates. Like, but something about it was hard and mm-hmm. different, you know, like, wow. Like, and I, now I put the picture with the sounds. So my brother, when he, oh, that's AF, I would hear Victim in Pain. My brother loved that record. I'm like, oh, they sound like they look, you know? And it, and yeah. it looked more, you know, what a hardcore, what a hardcore was, you know, no gimmick, you know? Yeah. I was like, man, they look like dudes I know, like, or dudes like from down the block or somebody I know, kind of, you know? And um, then that was it. Then, you know, I start picking record, you know, picking, you know, Listen to this, listen to that. You know, you we watch a movie, a skateboard movie, and then it has like some circle jerk shit in the background. All right, we check out the circle jerks, and then you know, we do our pilgrimage to CBs like everybody back then, you know. So make our first trip there around 1988. So, like, I'm not old, old school. You never hear that shit come out of my mouth. 
like, yo, you know, old school, old school. Cause I think, I think you, I think you could say it. I think, uh, yeah, like, you I know what? Can I, like, I don't know. Like I want to have like, not that I want to say, but I want to have like a, a survey. Exactly. Like, do I make the criteria like, like senior citizen, but to me, cause this guy's like stigma, you know, obviously I know I'm taking the top of the cream of the crop, but there's a yeah. lot of like, you know, that other generation, you know, youth of today, all those guys been going to shows way before me, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. weren't around, you know, like they, you know, so to me, sometimes when I hear old school, I'm like, oh, that, so I'm like, yeah, I'm the newer old school or I'll take, or like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I like calling it cool uncle school. Cause that's who I like to, <laughs> I, that's who I always used to want to be. Uh, the band in the, in the scene, like I never want to be the old guys or the new kids. I want to be the cool uncle that just got out of jail that everybody loves, you know, right. <laughs> that was right. the band. That was the band. <laughs> That's funny. You mentioned that, like the, that little, like uh time earned hierarchy. When I was living in Baltimore for a lot of times, we used to kind of joke about this where we would say like the, it'd be like, who's the, we would say who's the varsity. The varsity team was like the gut instinct guys. And then like yeah. JV was like next step up. And then we, we you know, with the ninth grade team was like, I don't know who one of the nineties bands or like whatever stout and you know, slumlords yeah. and like whatever, you know, and it's just like trapped under ice with like the middle school team. Like it was, yeah. you know, it was like, we, we were ranking them like that, just, you know, joking around, but it was, but it was always like, there's always somebody that's been around longer than you, no matter yeah. where you came in. And uh, so fuck it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? And also, and that old school shit, like to me, almost sounds like I'm, I'm already putting myself out. You know, nowadays you kind of say that, like you put yourself in a bitter section. There's a lot of bitter older dudes, and I'm, yeah. I want no part of that because I'm no part of none of that. You know what I mean? I'm like, like I'm a fan of this again. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like I really, real. You know, being in a band, I got jaded. You know, you get jaded being in a band. It's just natural sure. instead because you kind of, you know, like. Not that you're, you're competitive, even if you're not trying to go for the juggler, you know, you want to do good. So you're mm-hmm. kind of looking at people in a different way. You're more examining their game. What are they doing? Then just, you know, enjoy this moment, enjoy the sounds, you know, enjoy the, the show, yeah. the, 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 everything about it. But when, you know, when you're in it, you kind of, you, you, you know, you're constantly talking, you know, looking at uh talking shop, you know what I mean? Or like, sure like that and then again doing the podcast made me a fan again like doing the new bands checking out the new bands and checking out what they're doing and getting like flashbacks mm-hmm. and I'm like cause it's good cause this new wave of bands they got like a they got some good energy I like you know yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's it was good to the energy that I thought was lost yeah and I've heard you mention it now in the last couple episodes I was listening to you talk to Akil the other day about end it and the, where they're coming from. And you mentioned it too, when talking to Malachi from Scal about bands coming with the, with like the hardcore punk energy that we, that kind of got skipped over for a long time. A lot in the nineties, wasn't a lot of hardcore punk happening. It was, I mean, it was there, right. But it was, yeah. you had to dig a little deeper for that. A yeah. lot of it was metallic and especially through the early two thousands with the metalcore stuff. And, and so you're right. You're right about that. I, I was, I was find myself nodding along listening to you say that. It's like, it's yeah, like even my, myself personally, even with the mad boss, so like we were never more the punk stuff, you know, maybe the seven inch had that, t- that tinge, or, yeah. but we were more the, you know, the nineties where I call it swaggy kind of hardcore that had that little mix of everything. It was metallic, but it wasn't punk. It wasn't that. And then, you know, and I love the metal stuff, but I, you know, but I thought everything was going towards, knock loose 
and and going towards that. Then when I started hearing, you know, er, er, I started hearing the gulches. Then I heard the scowls early on, and then you know, um, uh, um, uh, a lot of the new bands. You know, I was like, "How about restraining order? You've been in the restraining order, yeah, yet? yeah." I, I think uh, they're I think they're doing a great job. Yeah, and they're making a lot. You know, and they're working it. You know, you see them yeah, getting yeah. around, and now all these bands are doing the right thing. They have. Aesthetically, it reminds me of when I was going to shows. So it ain't mm-hmm. about me, but it, it it got my you know my attention. And then sure. I'm like, man, aesthetically, the names of the bands, br- br- it came back. It was no more like trying to think too deep of like you know be very <laughs> mystical. Now it's bug <laughs> yeah, yeah. bug out. Now it's scow. Yeah. Now it's you know like drain. Like I like that also. You know, I like the deep mm-hmm. stuff. I'm also a caveman. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, you could whatever you are, cave them, whatever. My point being, is, you gotta be careful. Yeah, yeah exactly. Every care, you know, we're primitive. You know, sometimes going, going, look at our again. I, we, I was never super punk, but I got excited to see it go back there because it was refreshing. It's part of the DNA, part of the roots, and I didn't think these new kids would go that far back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. Um, I didn't see a lot of what's happening in hardcore coming. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I don't know. I, Cause I, I like you were mentioning probably got bitter myself too, when, especially when I, when I've somewhat informally dropped out just by having a kid and was like, well, this is what I care about now the most, you know, for yeah. a long time, it was hardcore is what I care about the most. And yeah. I, I often cite that that was probably a misstep in a lot of, in a lot of directions. It actually, it actually made thinking about that made me, well, I was thinking about Madball. You guys made me think about 20 years ago, it would have been 20 years ago, summer, like May, 2003. I remember you guys were about to play right here where I'm at now in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the comedian club with death threat. And uh, I was still in high school. I was a senior in high school and I was like, well, I'm going to that. And it ended up landing on my senior prom night. And I, oh. you know, informed my mom about this and she, the fuck you are <laughs> you're, uh, you're yeah, going, you're going off to that dance. And like, and like in hindsight and then pretty Pretty quickly in hindsight, I was like, well, that was the right, she made the right move for me. Not that I even remember what I did at the fucking thing or yeah, if I had yeah, any fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, remember shit sure. about it, but like, they'll do some life stuff too. Don't just be sucked into this world where. Yeah. 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 You know, this world is, it, it, you're supposed to use it for a tool. You know, mm-hmm. if, it en- if it engulfs your life, it usually does when you're real young or when you're looking for something. And, mm-hmm. and it might be that right thing for that right moment. But, I don't understand how, uh, you know, uh, you lose. Like people say, oh, yeah, I'm not into that no more. I'm like, you know, Stigma even said, like, how do you, how you um, get out of a culture, out of a state of mind? How how you just drop that? Like, and I get it. I know what he means. Like, of course, we're not going to go to every show. Yeah, I'm not buying every T-shirt every kid puts out. Yeah, I'm not, you know, but I'm like. Oh man, when I see a hardcore shirt, I get amped. When I, I look on, I see a video, what's going on? I do a podcast, I do all this stuff because mm-hmm. I still love being around it. And I, you know, wow, something that I never thought would even, you know, take me around the planet a hundred times took me around the planet a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So it's like, well, I feel like it's my, my, my contribution, you know, is how I salute it. You know, everything I got is because of this music shit, you know, not music because of this hardcore shit. 
You know, my right, sons, right, yeah. I met my wife's because of this music. I wouldn't have met them if I wasn't in a band and traveled to where, because my son's Dutch, you know what I mean? You know, so it's like everything leads to everything. Right. That right. matters to me, my children, you know, so, you know. <laughs> of course, of course. And that's a great way to look at it, too. And somebody like you, who's been uh, one of the one of the very few, I would say, who's been successful at making this like a, a lifelong thing. Right. There's not many bands that have been able to pull off what, what you guys have with with Madball. I mean, the couple. Right. And of yeah. course, you know, them all. But uh, it's it's just really interesting how you've been able to do this. But they're they're out playing right now. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, so are you, why are you at home? What's going yeah, on? I said, listen, I got to go do this podcast. I ain't <laughs> yeah, going yeah, nowhere. Yeah. I said, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, you know what? Um, no, you know, right now that it was basically I was my flight actually got canceled. And then there was going to be like, for me, a goose chase to catch up and it's a short tour and it was going to end up being mm. more of an expense than what's needed. Right. So right now at the moment, I was like, you know what? Let me turn around. But I ended up spending 24 hours in Atlanta sleeping on the floor old style, you know, <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, you know, th- that was the thing, you know, early on back in the day, you know, we were touring a lot. So we could stay, we stood on the road. And then as the years went on, you know, um, uh, you try to balance it with side things, you know, that's why, again, you know, I always, you know, I print my own merch. I do, yeah. I, you know, I sell my merch, uh, the podcast, uh, you know, my, my web, my, the web channel and everything was, you know, doing my side stuff, you know, to, you know, you, you know, it's hardcore, you know, we never did this thinking we were going to do make a living out of it, but you know, we wanted, you know, when, what, when we saw that we had an opportunity to travel early on and, you know, make it happen for the time being, we took it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then, um, so it's just, it's a juggling, it's hard because this is definitely, you know, uh, uh, a young man's or young them's music, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and me and just meaning not, you know, there's room for everybody just, but just meaning you have to be very active, you know, because it's not like radio play. You ain't getting, uh, there's no, uh, you know, uh, Roy yeah, but you, you yourself have been like a fine embodiment of the entrepreneurial nature, the DIY attitude, you know, established and taught by being in the hardcore, by all these things that you've always done, the clothing companies, the podcast. I mentioned to you earlier before we were recording that I was listening to you do this smoking word. Uh, I want to say 10 years ago. Am I right yeah. about that? I feel like I was living in Baltimore back then. Something and uh, and there was very few uh, hardcore related podcasts back then. I remember. Joe and Richie started post America somewhere around the same time. I would listen yep. to black and blue radio here and there. Uh, but that was like a scheduled thing. Right. Yeah. But you were, you were doing it. And uh, then you just, then, then what happened with the smoking word back then till to now? Um, that, you know what happened? Well, that's actually um, uh, what originally was um, like I was saying, technology was a bitch. You know what I mean? You know, uh, back then it was a big deal to record. You know, I, I used to use my sound man in Europe, you know, to help me record this stuff and upload and do all that stuff. But um, basically at the time, this whole podcast stuff was kind of popping off. But um, something people would always tell me was, you know, I'm one of these, I'm a big mouth and I always love telling stories and I would always be, you know, we always be backstage, you know, talking, telling stories. Right. And people would always tell me, man, I wish I could be a fly on your, you know, on your wall, on your, you know, backstage, you know, we'd sit around laughing. And then when the podcasting, a lot of people were like, yeah, you should be doing that. And I'm like, where, you know, we would do radio and back then, like for the band sometimes. And we, you know, we start bugging out. I start turning up, you know, just talking crap and having fun with yeah. it. 
And then when the podcast they came out and said, hey, yo, let's try this out. You know, hey, let's have some fun with it. You know, we record. We, we know we're talking crap anyway. We're on tour, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. And, um, you know, we started doing it. And, um, I, I you know, I, I really liked it. But uh, technology was really, a, you know, a pain in the ass at the time. You know, like I was saying, my, my sound man at the time was from in, living in Germany. So I would have to call him to do like basic stuff that we could do now one on one. Um, so I kind of took a, it slowly faded away, but I took kind of a break for a while and then I kept wanting to do it, but it just, you know, it was hard to relaunch. And then when we had, when the world shut down, basically I started seeing everybody jumped on the zoom stuff. And then I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, the zoom stuff, the Skype and started, you know, the, putting it together. I'm like, Oh, now they made it very easy. One-on-one friendly. And I said, wait a minute. Now it automatically gives you video and an audio file. I said, man, what I used to have to do for an audio file was like crazy, you know? Yeah, said, you, you know, know what? what? You know what took me forever to, to start using Zoom is I didn't know that there was a recording feature right on it. Yeah. I didn't know <laughs> that you just hit a button on the thing. I thought I had to have like a third party thing like, yeah. like I did with my other stuff. And I didn't feel like figuring that out. But exactly. once I figured out you could just do it on here, like, holy shit. Exactly. And then you're like, crazy. everything was happening. You know, kids are doing it. it was everybody zoom, zoom, zoom. I was like, okay. And then boom, it was a good way to keep the, the name alive, the brand, because again, my I'm always printing merch and, you know, new, new, just new stuff, you know, for my web channel, my YouTube channel. And I, and I realized I say, hey, it's a good way to keep in contact with the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And again, you know, we were a hardcore band and it ain't like we have, um, whatever big magazine, you know, pushing anything we do, you know? Yeah. So we do it ourselves. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, that, that makes perfect sense. And I understand why you do it and why you're doing it this way. You got, cause you got, you got a lot of shit going on. It's kind of like, I keep lifting up other little rocks with you and then finding like, Oh, you're doing this shit too. Like the, the other, uh, the other podcast you got going with Busky, Busky. Sorry, I'm going to say his name. I always yeah. say it wrong. Uh, the hard corner, but that's, that's like you, is that YouTube only? Why am I, is that the only place I can find it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been wanting to put it uploaded too, you know, and um, what it was, I had an idea was, you know, I said, I want to do something like, you know, everybody has a podcast and I love the podcast platform and all that. And I said, um, I wanted to do something where the culture was the guest. I didn't have to depend on somebody. And yeah. I said, man, there's so much going on. I said, I want to make a sports center of the, of heavy music of the underground. Like kind of, that was my idea. Like if it's metal, hardcore, you know, I'm demos, I'm graffiti, I'm extreme sport, anything that we into that we, yeah. you know, that we mess with, Hey, let's give it shine. Let's throw it on a show and let's give it quick. Just throw it in your face kind of thing. And, you know, kind of, basically that was the concept was a sports center of, of, un, of the underground of underground cultures. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and I pay, and I had to go with Busky, you know, when I, when I did it, I said, I needed to pick somebody who's obsessed with music and, um, has a better vocabulary than me. So I said, that's Busky, <laughs> you know, but I uh, know he's a, a fanatic of this stuff. And I know, like I take pride, uh, I, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a historian and not like, well, I'm going to tell you who played a seven, whatever, whatever, but I could, I could connect the dots on styles and I have theories and I have my whole thing. Cause I really studied the music and the eras and the people who brought different styles into it, you know, 
I'm just crazy like that. And Busky's like that too, you know? And um, when the, the idea came with this, I said, I need somebody who's as crazy as I am when it comes to details for certain things. Yeah. So he was the man for it. So that's what we kind of do. We try to gather up stuff during the week. You know, what's been going around the world. People send us the new stuff. You know, we try, we try to get to everybody. It's hard, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, uh, basically we want to be a, a springboard. That's cool. That's, anything that's, and everything, you know, that's extremely cool. I like that a lot. I've, I've, uh, kicked around, not the same ideas at all, but different ideas. Honestly, it's just based around the NBA talking NBA with other people who like the NBA, like hardcore kids, yeah. punk rock kids, oh, yeah. metal guys who like NBA basketball. But the, but the hang up that I get on is that it's got to be current. And that- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That's fucking hard to do. It, like it's, you know, especially with a sport that's like every day. I know it's. I know we're talking two different things, but you're talking. You gotta be obsessed. Yeah, you have to. It's gotta. It's gotta be going on and on and on, and that's tough to do. Like this, we can have this conversation today, and I can release it a month from now, and nobody's gonna know shit. I'm not gonna do that, but nobody's nobody's gonna know Um, exactly. But but that type of stuff it needs to be current, or else it's gonna be old news. So that's that's a that's a cool thing. I like that concept, though. Yeah, yeah. A few people um also don't understand when you decide to throw something on here. If you want to throw it up here for the, you know, your objective is, yeah, I want to kind of start a show off or kind of my own platform thing is, hey, you got you got to you got to earn people's loyalty, you know, because a lot of people come and go. So I, I get it. You know, you got to, you know, show them they because they're going to they're going to last with you. I have people when I don't put up a podcast, they're like, hey, I'm waiting. Yeah. You know, but it's good to hear. Like, right, first right. I'm like, hey, fuck you. You know, you didn't get it for free. But then I'm like, oh, I'm glad you're waiting. You know, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, it's, uh, you know, again, you got to be obsessed with it. You know, mm-hmm. I just love it. You know, I love it. And again, I got so much. My whole life is music, you know, and my web channel, too. Like everything is music related. Like I got a lot of new shows like I'm doing on my YouTube channel. Like I'm always big, big into like the visual, like, I, you know, I always love it. if you're going to hear music, I want to hear you to hear music. I want you to see it. I want you to hear it. Like if you could feel yeah. it, feel it, you know, kind of thing. And, um, you know, same with the YouTube channel, I'm connect, same thing, bringing the music in. Like, like right now I'm doing a show that I'm really psyched on, you know, it's like, um, it's a travel show, a cannabis show, but it's like a travel show. You know, we, we travel around all the legal States, but we connect the dots. Like I, I say in my intro, like with the m- local music, scene whatever's cracking in that city you know the the the, the local um, um weed spots because you know there's a big relation with music and that and then just a local business a coffee shop um a restaurant and just try to bring you know a lot of these rappers have have you know have shows like that and it's something that i did my whole life and now it's like the world. Now it's finally open to the world and people are starting to see that it's not the boogeyman. And it's, it's not like taking a bunch of freaking, you know, pills that some doctor prescribes to you. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and I back it where I support it. And, um, and, uh, 
I think it's a beautiful thing if you do it for, for recreation or for medicine. And very you few need to get up here both. campaign here in Pennsylvania because they're not uh, they're they're not lifting that yet. I know, I know it will be, it will be because you got all the that beautiful land to grow on, you know. Uh, but but you know, it's basically a cool thing. Like what I wanted to do was like a travel show. You know, all the rappers do it. You know, mm-hmm. and I was like, but nobody does does it from the heavy side, from the right. hardcore and metal side. And a lot of people in our world, you know. They smoke or they train, they use CBDs, you know, uh, uh, drinking it. Um, if they're smoking it recreational in the studio, you know, a lot of people. So it's like um, just kind of, you know, having fun with it, um, supporting the things that I love, you know, and, and yeah. just, you know, I'm, I'm uh, being an advocate without trying to be an advocate. Just, you know, I love, like, again, while we do the podcast, we love uh, talking about stuff that we love, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just some, some shit you just do for fun, you know? Yeah. And if yeah. you can make it lucrative in any type of way, that's great. But, uh, for sure. But it's also just nice to do things that you enjoy. Um, as far as the, the, the Pennsylvania thing goes, I don't even, I don't even use it. I just want the option. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just, yeah. why can't I, you know? Absolutely. Like my one, a friend of mine's, you know, he owns one of the oldest, uh, delivery services in California. He don't even smoke. Yeah. But he also knows he has a lot of patients that he works for. He also knows he helps a lot of people. He was also recovering and other natural things helped them. You know, right, my right. whole thing is like, um, you know, oh, you give me the option to buy a bottle of vodka right now and I could drive my car right through, you know, a window, you know, a store window and no problem. Are you right. telling me, you know, you can I can't smoke a joint and eat my refrigerator out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, whatever. You yeah. know, again, I don't hate on the out. Have a drink. I just think that um, if you're old enough to go to war and die for the country, you should be old enough to do whatever the fuck you want. I, I pretty much agree. I, I mean, I think I fully agree with you with you, you know, on that. Yeah. You know, so, but you know, whichever and whichever wing that falls, I hate this left, right wing. All these yeah. wings. <laughs> I just know that if you. You want me to jump in front of bullets? Cool. All right, let me have a shot. Let me smoke a joint first. <laughs> let's, let's make it. Let's bring the anxiety down a little right, bit. A little bit, right? <laughs> right. Meet me halfway. <laughs> well, like I, like I said, you got you got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Always had a an influential presence in in all this stuff. And I, you know, and that, one thing I was thinking about, I was thinking about how much I love demonstrating my style. Demonstrating my style is always going to be my favorite Madball record. Thank you. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's one of those I heard it first. So, so it's that, and you can't, yeah. you can't convince me of anything <laughs> else. But uh, aside from the influential sound that Madball had and the way so many people have tried to do what you guys have done. When I think about that record, I also always think about the pictures in the liner notes on the inside. And and the way that I don't think anybody else could have looked like you guys looked because everybody and I need to know and you're not you're not holding it. So maybe you don't maybe you won't have the answer. But the bottles in the fucking thing. What What is that? What is that big bottle koozie? It looks Asian. It's uh Man, uh, do you know what uh, I'm talking about? Um, I think I know what we're having. I'm trying to think of it's a, a picture that we're it's like three of us standing or something. Nah, it's good. It's a oh, it's man. a group shot of people. There's people wearing overalls. It's funny. It's funny. It's like <laughs> nobody else can dress like this. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It had to be beer bottle of Ballantyne. Man, no, I gotta go it's, look. <laughs> it's these koozies, man. They're they're like they're 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 like a it's like a coconut shell. It's big. It's big. But anyway, 
<laughs> it's always that's cracked not, me up, and I always wanted to know what it was. Yeah, we can, now you're gonna have me go. I have to go look at that. I haven't looked at that in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that was uh, yeah, those were good times, man. Roadrunner Records, man. That was like uh, those were like special times in music. You know, we didn't even know what was going on, kind of thing. And it was like, you yeah. know, we were in some shit. <laughs> Well, Roadrunner was how you guys got on my radar because I was just a Roadrunner Records guy. I just bought shit that was on Roadrunner Records. Didn't oh, matter yeah. what it was. I didn't have I didn't have any uh, idea of what hardcore was. It was just oh, this it was all metal to me, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and that's so. So I think that's again that's why demonstrating my style was one was one of those records that I picked up early on. But you've been Mabel's been on a bunch of labels: Roadrunner, Epitaph, Nuclear Blast, Ferret, Good Fight. I think you Black and Blue maybe might yep. be one of them. Yep, I think so. Yeah, yeah, a couple labels. You know how that goes right now at Nuclear Blast still. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, throughout the years, you know, um, we've been lucky, man. We have, we've had, you know, it, starting with Roadrunner, you know, I take pride in I always saying this. We're probably the first and only band that never got dropped from Roadrunner, by the way. <laughs> I take pride in that. And we're also what was it, three proud- records? Yeah, yeah, we had three records, and you know, we were signed the debt with the death deal of a hundred yeah. records or whatever it is. Like everybody, and we, I take another pride in we were probably the only band ever on Roadrunner to not sign a Blue Grape deal. But shout out to Blue Grape because that was <laughs> fam too. You see, this is what happens when hardcore people infiltrate the system and are in there. Right. You know, they could go against you. Maybe not be able to overtake the big big dogs, but you could cause little interruptions within the system. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, but shout out to Roadrunner on the, on the real, you know, um, when even getting inside, we, we, you know, we, we left them, you know, it was just at a time that, uh, they, they, you know, they were moving on to other things. Videos were getting big. We were trying to like, Hey, we want a video too, even though we knew we weren't going to get one, but we were like, yeah, everybody's right. getting it. And at the time videos were like 80 grand, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were like, yo, you know, we can't do that. But they didn't want to drop us. They were like, nah, man, we love you guys. You know, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. But they were like, yo, if you guys want to go with our blessing, no problem. So we were able to get off the contract and we walked. And that's when we ended up going to Epitaph. <laughs> well, kind yeah. of. Well, Eventually, you know, we, with Hold It Down. Yeah. yeah. Well, what happened was friend. I forgot in what order we went from record to record. But then with that record, uh, Freddie got locked up before the record came out. <laughs> So when the record did come out, I get I guess they took the option on just doing the one record because that's all we did. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Epitaph. But and yeah. then um Yeah, then we you know we did the Thorpe, we did uh a ferret. The ferret and you know, nuclear black. We did a bunch, you know. We we've been lucky that um labels um always showed us love. And um but I always took pride in thinking like, yo, you know, we never half-assed nothing either. Like we always, every record, we were trying to take heads off. You know, we were like, yo, we got to come with it. You know, we're not just trying to, some bands, I think just later on in life, just try to reel them, reel it in, you know, like, Hey, let's do another record. You know, it gives them a reason to go out for the summer kind of thing. Sure. Sure. And I'm like, nah, like I'm trying to like, <laughs> let's go for it. Yeah. Let's take heads. Off. You, you guys, you guys really did that with, with, for the calls. Uh, which is your last record. It's been five years, but all, but I want to say one more thing about the labels or one more question about that. Are you guys fortunate enough to like own the rights to any of your records? Well, yeah, like um, to be honest with you, I don't know the full whatever, whatever. I think to some of the records, um, <laughs> Freddie would know. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, I don't know nothing. It's not, you know, it's not horrible. <laughs> But uh, but I don't know. I think he got the rights to some of it. To, I I really don't know. 
but I know um yeah. stuff got I know some of the stuff couldn't because I know some of the stuff was like uh, people ask me all the time why isn't it on Spotify, but that's licensing deals and right. I get lost with all that. I just know this. I don't see one cent from anything, so I don't care where it is. <laughs> that's funny. That yeah. sucks, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's- well, it's really uh, like funny said, sucks, but yeah, yes, yeah. I'm not sorry to laugh at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been laughing. Trust me, thirty years. Yeah. But yeah, thirty years. Well, thirty years. Let's. I want to talk about that a little bit. Thirty years. Uh, Twenty. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something like whatever. You know, close enough. Madball's always had a, let's say, a visceral reaction from the crowd, right? A violent reaction. How do you feel about that now compared to what you used to feel about? What do you think of? a violent show compared now compared to how you did when you were younger? Well, you know what? Obviously now I see the negatives in it. You know, when you're young and you see it, you know, I see the pluses in it. Like, wow, look at, I'm, I'm, we're getting them to the point where they want to kill each other. You know, (laughs) I remember it got to the point when fights would break out, we would stop playing and we would start playing ready to fight the song, you know, just, Oh yeah, you (laughs) want, okay. Now we're going to give you extra. Now we're going to give you a soundtrack to kill yourselves too. And then, but then, you know, you start seeing, okay, now the show may end. Somebody gets really hurt. Then now you don't get paid. Now the kids don't get their show. You were having a great show. Now that's dead. That's done. You know, and then you start, you know, you start seeing all these other things. The more you play when it, again, it goes from a feeling and then you have to start treating it more like a job. If you want to keep doing it for a living, you know, well, at first you're just going on pure instinct and going on, I'm going on feeling. Okay. Feeling is great. Now what, you know, feeling will get you killed. Feelings will get you, you know, your girl pregnant, you know, if you weren't expecting it, you know, feelings will get you in a lot of stuff. Now, when you yeah, start yeah. looking at stuff professionally, then you start, you know, you got to put your feelings aside with certain. Now you, you can't always think with that. You got to be a little, you know, you start realizing, all right, we shitted what we ate maybe too much. We were again learning with kids, young kids. You don't know. We weren't expecting to do it for a living. So we yeah. had to learn as we go kind of stuff. Yeah, but like mature with the whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I don't like it now. Like, I still wish people could kill each other without nobody getting hurt. Right, <laughs> you know that made any sense? If they could all come no, back yeah. to life, like you know, it's like a, yeah, consensual violence with no consequences, you know, like a turnstile show. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Somehow you can go nuts, and everybody, if they get anything, they come out clean and everything. Shout out to turnstile, they're killing it. Man, that, I was just talking to somebody about tur- turnstile. Actually, I know who I was talking to. I was talking to a, g- a guy who does a Roadrunner Records podcast called Meet Meep. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but he does a great job documenting yeah. Roadrunner Records. Um, he and I were talking about it. It was something about Turnstile, but uh, going to see him somewhat recently in the last year or so before this, before this Blink-182 tour, and just, I took, you know, we took one of our kids and my other daughter has been to him. And it's just so cool to see him on this stage, do this thing that, I mean, maybe it isn't exactly what it was. Right. But it's still just so fucking cool. I, I love seeing it. I, I'm 100% behind what they're doing. Oh, hell yeah. I saw them with Blink and I was psyched. I'm, hey, listen, they always, if you like them or not, that whole crew was always doing some left field shit together, you know, as bands like sure. the Trapped in the Ice and they had, uh, you know, the Glitter or whatever the other band was. And the, this band, you know, they was always doing something. They yeah. always had the art angle, artsy. They always had a, like a bugged out sound. It had heaviness and Nobody cannot deny if you like them or not. That's a hardcore band up there. Yeah, they have more ele- pop elements in there now. 
I'll I'll point out a bunch of riffs and songs that were in there. If you just you play that same thing at. Uh, uh, FIY or whatever, FYA and all <laughs> F-Y-E, these, fa- yeah, yeah. you know, shout out to them too, you know. Or FYI, I get what you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all of them, you know what I mean? Like, you, you in the right scenario, boom, it's a, it's back to normal, you know what I mean? Right. And I love that, and I was like, that, you know, that that shows you, you could look at a band like Scalp opening up for... Forgot who it was. I think Blink. Who else? And, and Madison they did Square a Garden. Limp tour, I think. Limp Bizkit, yeah. Madison yeah. Square Garden. You know what that is? That's insane. But that yeah. means yeah. it could be done now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that means? You know how big that is? That yeah. now it could be done. It's no longer. That could never happen. The Misfits. All right. I'm tired of the Misfit reunion, the whole reunion thing already because it's already. But look at selling out an arena. They did it. It could be done. Mm-hmm. It could be done. While open uh, hardcore bands on playing Madison Square, it could be done. Wow, right. you know, playing Coachella, uh, uh, um, Scow, also uh, uh, um, what you call it, uh, Knock Loose, played Coachella. It could be done. Wow, that's insane. You know, like these yeah. are things that I would have been like, never in your ever would this happen. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's incredible. I love I love seeing it. I'm. Oh, how do I say this correctly? I feel like though, there's a lot of. I mean, it's it's not a feeling. It's it's obvious. A lot of the older guys, a lot of the older scene, hardcore scene dudes are like completely against it, and I, it's it's strange to me. As somebody who I know, they look up to your band. How do you? What do you? How do you feel about people with that type of energy? I, I don't. You know, people see my circle. You know, yeah. and because I, I also don't hide that. You know, because I also. Um, I'm not with that. If anything, like I said, like I became a fan of this. If anything, I'm a fan of these bands, you know, and and all that hate comes from people being bitter at their own lives. Because, you know, uh, the, old, the older you get, you start getting into this uh, mid, uh, midlife crisis uh, stages of life. And some people take it out on the things they love, like the music they or the scene they came up in or their life because they got married too soon or the job they're miserable or they wish their band would have done this that it never did. You know, people are should have, could have, would have, whatever. People should start remembering what was it about this music and this crazy stuff that we love so much. Go back to that. Go back to that. Treat yourself. And then remember, then come back to me. If you make it back to the bitter part, then we talk about that too. But let's go reverse. Find that I become a fan again. Realize, wow, I love it. Wow, this sounds great. Check this out. Wow, I love that artwork. You know what? I want that t-shirt. Wow, it'll happen. And then if you ain't about it, shut the fuck up. Keep you it know, to yourself. Yeah. Keep it to yourself because you got no part of the scene. That's right. I hate nothing more. I hate than bitter old men that put out two records, ain't take nobody on tour, ain't show their face at a show, but have a lot to say. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> it bothers me. Because, you know, we're always out there, you know, like I take pride in that too, you know. You name them if it's a turnstile, a, a trapped on the ice, uh, a code orange, uh, you name we hey Bree, we took these bands out early. They opened for us, right. you know. Not like, but I take pride, like, because we would always like, yo, who's new? We need the new people because we were the new band, and when we were the new band, a lot of people didn't mess with us either. A lot of right. people didn't show us love. They showed us fake love, you know. 
like in love, <laughs> love in the media because it was popping. But, you know, when did you ever see Madball on tour with, you know, I don't even want to start naming all these metal bands, but, you know, just <laughs> pick a Roadrunner band. I was on Roadrunner right. for three albums. Pick a band. Why wasn't sure. there a tour with blank, 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 blank. Yet this guy was on this guy's record. This guy was on our stage. This guy was, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Yeah. But we keep doing what we do. We, you know, hardcore mentality, you know, yeah, it's whack. They're corny. They're fake. All right. But what we're going to do, let's keep rocking. Let's keep playing right. in front of people. Keep making noise. Keep getting in front of people. And well, that, that, that kind of brings me to a question. I like to ask people who've had a long running band and there's no good answer for it. So I'll just ask you anyway, what's, what's it going to take for anybody to, what's it going to take to stop Madball? Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's a good question. You know what I mean? You know, time. That's the only thing yeah. that can stop anything. I think, you know, <laughs> um, I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for myself. You know, um, I think I fell back in love with this shit. Like, mm. like, you know, uh, like you credit the pandemic for any of that. Yes. Yeah. Go at that. Like, again, strip me down. You know, it made me realize, yo, you know, for a minute, I even said, yo, you got no more job. You, you know, we never thought we'd be able to tour, play or whatever. And it got to show me really what mattered to me. And, you know, and I, I, I went back to listening, throwing on Murphy's Law. I went on to listening, you know, Vogel would send me a new tarot track. Oh, let me bump this or whatever it be. And like, you know, f- finding myself like enjoying it and saying the podcast thing. Oh, I want to do the pot. You know, again, it's just something uh, you cannot describe it. It's in me, you know, and um, I- I'm a grown ass man. So I know, you know, it ain't like, oh, I wonder this. No, I know what it is. It's just my DNA, you know. So instead of ignoring it, you know, I. Again, like I, I don't have to be the kid, you know, uh, doing the stage dive to do my part. You know, I do right. this. Now yeah. my part is this. I let the young guns go out there and, and do all that. And I'll, I'll spectate from here. I but, understand that totally. That's, you know, but also, but, but also, you know, but also like, you know, for you to look good, you know, uh, we make you guys look good. You make us look good. You know, when we do this type of stuff, you know, the whole thing is a, a team effort under the banner of just this hardcore thing, you know, like, you know, like shout out to all the people who be able to jump on as guests to all our shows. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know people, you know, in big bands that showed me love. And I know people that I know for years that they give me a, a song and dance. You know how it goes. Oh, my God. I know that. That is the fucking that is the number one thing that annoys me about this is the people yeah. that I know fuck you around. The yeah. people that I don't know in bigger positions like yourself, like a lot I, of bigger, bigger bands are way more friendly about doing this. Yeah. Than the people that are on the lower level. And I don't quite get it. I don't, it's actually, you know what it is? It's that middle. Yeah. The new, the new guys are all about it. The older guys seem to be all about it too, but it's that middle. There's this yeah. fucking attitude that I don't it, get. It. It, yeah. It's weird. You know, and I get it, you know, I've got it. And I've also, you know, been in a band long enough to know like how I I'm this, this is me. I'm not going to do it. And if I'm going to, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to kill it. Like meaning I'm going to try to smash whatever it is. If I have to go to the store and buy milk, I'm going to go there. I'm going to make sure I'm getting the milk I want. <laughs> if I have to go through every car and cause I'm like, I had to get up and go do this shit. I'm going to make sure I got, is there something on sale? What's this? What's the lowest calorie? Organic? Date. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like don't do it. If you're going to do it half ass, 
you know? But if I'm going to do it, I want to do it, you know? And, and, and it's just, again, something that I am in my, in my head. It's like, you know, time. And I just literally posted something. Um, some guy, some one of these famous guys, I get whatever, but he broke it down the best. He's like, yo, I'm 50. The average man I, I lives that. to whatever, to 80, 70. I 78. Got yeah. Listen, he couldn't sit, had to put that in. It was almost like he was in my head mm-hmm. and said, let me, let me handle this Hoyer because your vocabulary is very <laughs> limited. Let me put this together for you. You could repost it. <laughs> what he said there is, where I'm at mentally to a thousand to the thousands percent, whatever you want to say. It's like so perfect because, you know, time's ticking. We had enough time to mess around and anything, you know, we have to enjoy life. Right. But you also got to live life and you can't let life, you can't let life come to you. You got to go get that shit, you know, yeah. or yeah. be content with what you got. Very mm-hmm. simple. But I, I don't, this shoulda, coulda, what is? No, 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 no. No, when, well, when I'm old, I ain't trying to hear that. Creatively, what do you, what is left for you that you want to do? What are the things that you want to knock out? Yeah, I got a lot of stuff, man. I got some new music I'm dropping, like a new music project, some more metallic stuff, you know? It's like a metallic groove, you know, more new style, but like, you know, very groove oriented, just heavy music. And I, my main goal is my web channel, you know, the smoking word uh, uh, TV, my new, the, the heavy collective, the hard corner, the smoking word podcast. Like That's those are my priorities. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And those are my priorities. You know, like I print my own merch. We do all our editing ourselves. Every my print in my house, like right behind me, you know, behind this amazing um, green screen. Uh, it does. It looks but, great. Yeah. yeah and, and <laughs> Nobody's going to see have, it, but it looks great. I, ha- I know. I, I have an actual green screen that ain't up, but I guess then this popped up. You see, because we won't say the name, but we're not yeah. with these guys no more. Oh, so it's yeah. good. So, <laughs> so yes. Yeah, well, so, they never returned my calls anyway, so I don't want to talk anyway, about that. Right? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, you know, whatever. Exactly. But yeah, so, but like everything is done. Like when we say um we in house you know um mm-hmm. we in house is just you know uh, me my man Gator Food and then Busky when we do the heavy you know the hard the the hard corner okay. and the rest is just us doing everything but you know mm-hmm. we control freaks so you know and who better uh, you know if we're gonna represent our our scene and culture it got to be done right so go check out Smoking Word TV on YouTube and Smoking Word Podcast. The same way you hear this podcast.
That was Pride. Times are changing from demonstrating my style by Madball. Of course, I had to play it. I had to do it. I had to play my favorite song from my favorite record by one of my favorite bands of all time. Thanks big time to Hoya for coming on and having this chat. I truly appreciate it. If you want to know more about what he's up to, of course, we listed all the things he's doing. I'm going to try and do that again for you right now. You want to go to casadayrock.com, check out what's happening there. Of course, he's got his The Smoking Word podcast, super active on that. Uh, he just had a great episode with the fellas in Chisel, so go listen to that. There is, uh, of course, you know his discography with Demise, Madball, Hazen Street, musically there's a lot out there and it sounds like he's got more on the way there's also the heavy collective the show he talked about doing and there's the hard corner with busky lots coming out of miami i think he's in miami i don't know where he's at i don't have his fucking address how about that you don't either maybe that's good uh but anyway big thanks to hoya for coming on and having a chat with me i'm not exaggerating when i say how much i love matt ball and how much i love what he's put out into the world his productive creative output has truly been something I've cherished over the years. And sometimes I cherished it while swinging punches at other people. And, but I think that's the way it was meant to be. And uh, you know what I'm talking about. You've been there, been there, done that, as they say. But again, thanks to Hoya. And thanks to you for listening. If you made it this far, are you new? Is this the first time you turned on Getting It Out podcast? Did you want to know what was going on with Hoya and the Madball situation? Well, I mean, it's not much of a situation, but... I would suggest you do what I did and go listen to uh, the episode he just did with Toby Morse on One Life, One Chance podcast and get the full scoop straight from the horse's mouth. And uh, here what's going on. Just get more Hoya. You can handle it. And if you can't, well, you shouldn't have signed up for it. All right. I'm going to wrap this one up now. But of course, I want to tell you to go over to gettingitout.net. Check out what's happening there. It's Thursday, so I'll be releasing the weekly tour and festival wrap up posts that I try to do every week. Some weeks they're just not enough, so I don't put one up. But most weeks, there's at least a couple tours that have been announced. Most notable this week, I think, was the Unearth Revocation Tour. Anyway, go there to see what that's about and the others that was uh, that were announced this week. Uh, also, go check out the review I wrote for Dead Heat's Endless Torment EP. I started that like two months ago and I finally finished it up just yesterday. So go read that. The, the EP has been out for a couple weeks now, but it's still worth your time. Out now through Tank Crimes and Triple B Records. Speaking of Triple B Records, they've got a new record out tomorrow from Boston's Move. It's called Black Radical Love. It's their debut full length, and I'm going to play you a track from that right now. This one is called Imperialist Rain. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.